Hey there, before this episode begins, just want to thank everyone who's been listening thus far. It's been a fun little ride for me so far. And uh, thank you to Kevin, our patron. Uh, if you'd like to become a patron, you can go to patreon.com slash pastime. But if you want to support in other ways, just share the podcast with your friends. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, iTunes, Spotify, whatever works for you. But uh, it's been fun. Thank you for listening. And uh, here's the episode. Hello and welcome to episode 14 of the Pastime Thinker podcast. I'm your host, Frederick Duquette, and today my guest is Noah Gibney. How are you, man? I'm good, man. How are you? Good, good. It's been a while since we spoke last. I know it has. It has been a minute. It certainly has. Yeah. <laughs> oh, how are things though? Things have been good, man. Things have been really good. Um. Uh, COVID's wild. COVID, yeah. COVID's definitely wild. Yeah, um, but I mean, that's been a thing I'm hearing. <laughs> you know, I'm starting to hear rumblings about that. Yeah, yeah. you know, every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> um, but. I mean, in a lot of ways, it's been it's been pretty good for me in terms of, you know, my lifestyle and how it's helped me yeah. sort of picking up new hobbies. I know that, like, for a lot of people, like, this whole COVID thing was either, like, detrimental on their health or a really good, uh, healthy, like, reset button for them. Yeah, like, there's nobody who's really in, in the middle about it, I don't, <laughs> I don't think. I mean, like, nothing yeah, man. quite changed for me. Like, I, I just kind of worked from home. Like, it, just, like, the actual scheduling of my life kind of changed, but, like, it was still kind of business as usual for me. Yeah. For me, I'm one of those people where I think I really needed that hard reset. Yeah. I kind of I needed that, you know, uh, mostly in terms of just, uh, you know, my lifestyle and, and uh, uh how I deal with my anxiety. Yeah. Um, it's really helped in that sense. Yeah, that's good. That's great to hear. Like, if if some form of positivity came out of this, like, thank God, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, that's the kind of thing. It's kind of forced the whole world to kind of slow down and turn yeah. me to kind of slow down. Yeah. And uh, the biggest thing that, you know, my sort of hectic schedule was being affected by was like my eating yeah um and this has kind of helped me to you know just kind of calm down and just uh um focus on myself focus on my health a lot more because um with my anxiety it it it, it, it it's tough for me to like eat yeah. when i'm feeling anxious like I get like nauseous and or I just don't want to eat. Oh, I'm very and... much the opposite. Like if I'm if I'm getting anxious, <laughs> like I, I'll eat more. <laughs> I know. Like that's it's a weird thing about anxiety. It affects people in such drastic, weird ways. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, man, because of everything that's been going on, I haven't really had a lot of worries. Mm-hmm. So I've just been able to like eat and uh, working out has been a big help with that as well. Yeah, just kind of. Yeah, I started working out myself, but like, I, like I, I waited until the tail end of things to like actually start working out, and once I was like two weeks into it, I had to go back to work. So I was like, ah, <laughs> like I, I fucking missed the boat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I know what you mean. Yeah, I actually started uh, longboarding a while back. Oh really? I've. Uh... God, I'm so I. I've attempted skateboarding before. I, I don't. Yeah. Think, I don't think it's for me. <laughs> no. Yeah. I could. I couldn't. I couldn't do skateboarding, but I, I've. I've picked up longboarding, and I really enjoyed it. <laughs> um, but I kind of. I kind of got too confident in myself too quickly. Oh no. Um, because I was. Uh, I was. You know, going around my neighborhood because I'm in Beaverton, right? And the town is pretty small, so I can, yeah. you can just kind of like go around whenever. So, I was. You know, going around with my brother, because my brother's pretty good at it, and okay. we come to this hill, and it looks fairly steep. I get to the top of it, and I'm like, oh, Time this to is too fast. steep for me. <laughs> Time to go fast. Gotta go fast. <laughs> so I just I just did it. I took a risk, and uh, I start going down. Speed starts picking up. Get a little bit of the speed wobble going. Oh, no. Yeah, the speed wobble. The speed wobble. <laughs> it's... It's just terrifying, man. It's the most terrifying thing. You you know at that moment when the board starts wobbling, there's no control. Oh, like yeah. it's gone. It's just yeah. It's just, can I just and I was I was like I was a smack dab in the middle of the road too. Like I was I was not close enough to the grass. Oh, like a hooligan? So no, not yep. in the bicycle lane or even on the sidewalk. 
<laughs> no, sir. I did. I mean, at that point, I had no control. Yeah. So, like, I, I couldn't steer it even if I wanted to. <laughs> so, I took a risk. I jumped off. Um, but not in the way you're supposed to. Apparently, you're just supposed to, like, just go limp. Yeah, well, that's the best way. Like, if you go stiff, you can, like, dislocate something or break something. Where if you go limp, that's, like, your best chance of, like, essentially just breaking the skin. Yeah. Oh, I broke the skin all right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I landed on my feet, actually. Oh, like... I jumped, landed right on my feet, um, but the momentum was way oh, yeah. too great. Yeah, I ended up just going. doing, like, a somersault down the road. Yeah. <laughs> How close to the bottom of the hill were you? Ah, uh, I was about halfway. Oh no. I was about halfway. Yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah, so I kinda I messed up my back and I messed up my like arm and my elbow. Oh my, like like terribly or like just enough to like talk about it? No, no, just to, just enough for it to hurt like crazy, take off some skin. Yeah. Um just but enough I would, to affect I, everyday life, but not enough to go to the hospital. Exactly. Exactly. Like, it was like, okay, this is going to hurt for a couple days. Yeah. But I didn't end up breaking anything, so thankful for that. Yeah. Oh, were you wearing a helmet yeah, man. a good little boy? Oh, no, man. Those are for losers. Oh, dude. <laughs> no, nah, man, like, I'm a cool boy. Imagine, like helmets but like in the light up sketchers style like when the helmet gets like banged up it like lights up dude i would buy that in a heartbeat <laughs> i would i'd do that are you kidding me a light up a light up helmet bro i would i would customize that thing bro i'd want one with flames on it <laughs> with and, real the flames, and the flames light up. no yeah dude <laughs> there's just a little bit of kerosene in the helmet and it lights up oh yeah for sure <laughs> Maybe it could have a little bit of sound too, like a little bit, like a woo woo. <laughs> I mean, I once fucked up my younger when brother I get hit. on a skateboard when we were probably about eleven or twelve. Um, uh, my brother, he he enjoyed skateboarding. I was more of a bike guy, and right. we were hanging out with like the local fucking hooligans there, just the, the kids in the neighborhood, and <laughs> my brother was standing on the skateboard but like he wasn't he was just standing on the skateboard and he was I on see. the road and i was on the sidewalk on my bicycle and without thinking i like hopped the bicycle off the curb and my front tire landed right in the back part of his skateboard and i like springboarded oh. him off his own skateboard <laughs> <laughs> yeah he <laughs> He was very accusatory after that. Uh, he was very convinced <laughs> I did it on purpose. He was very convinced <laughs> that I was malicious. Dude, you had malicious intent? <laughs> no, Dude, was, that's something out get, of a cartoon. <laughs> I was trying to get closer to like the group of friends. I'm like, oh, let me just hop the bike off the curb because that's cool to get some air. And like, I'll just like hop the bike off the curb and I'll feel even, like, I don't know. But yeah, then my front tire landed on the back part of his, of, of his skateboard and... <laughs> He was like, How much air time did he get? <laughs> like maybe a solid two <laughs> seconds, like without touching the ground. <laughs> like he was no, he was a scrawny kid though. Like I've always been like a bigger guy, and like my brother, like right. he, he was like scrawny as a child. Like it, it didn't take, <laughs> it did not take much. But yeah, he was like, yeah, he was like just in fling him in the air. <laughs> he was like mid sentence when it happened too. He had no fucking idea what was gonna happen. Oh, he was so. Excited. Oh man, that reminds me back when I used to snowboard, man. I used to snowboard and it was I had so much fun with it, um, but I I had this weird thing where my brother one of my brothers had stuck one of their snowboards like in the snow facing upright. Okay. And like this was at like the bottom of the hill, they had just like stuck it in there and I think they were going to go talk to like my mom or something. Oh, okay, like just setting it there. Yeah. So I was going down the hill, and. Uh, I hit a jump, uh, and I got so, I got some I got some pretty good air time, and I started to lose control. Nice. I spun speed one too wobble. many times. <laughs> speed wobble, yeah, mid air speed wobble, man, yeah, dangerous, dangerous stuff. <laughs> I I turned I ended up spinning around, so I was like like basically on my back in the air, like I was going to land like 
butt first on the ground. Okay. But I ended up landing right on his snowboard. Okay. Like, and like right in the middle of my back, bro. Oh. Like, it, it hurt. How, how far did he stick it into the ground? If you just stuck it in the snow, I feel like you would have just taken the snowboard with you, with yourself. Like. Oh, it did fall down, but like, oh. I, like, like, the, the tip of his snowboard collided with my spine, man. Oh, like you fell onto the, oh, shit. I thought you, oh, I fell, yeah, I fell I right like onto you it. you flew into the snowboard while it was in the ground and it, like, stopped your momentum. I'm like, what? <laughs> that would have been wild. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, you, you can never really do anything like that, like longboarding or snowboarding, without having a couple stories of you just wiping out. Oh, yeah, because it's, in all honesty, if anything, part of the experience of at least just learning to do it. Yeah. Like, I used to, I used to ski a little bit, and, yeah, I used to fucking run, I used to just collide into shit going Mach 2 all the fucking time. I could, I couldn't stop to save my life, I like, the last thing I learned how to do with skiing is learn how to stop. I sh probably should have started with it, but, <laughs> like, learning to ski, I was just just colliding into everything. I wanted the speed. I wanted to go down the steep hills. That didn't scare me. The speed didn't scare me. The heights didn't scare me. But I, I, I just refused to learn how to stop. Or at least stop <laughs> effectively. I would run. Like, that's that's m the majority of the ways that I just stopped moving. It was just like, oh, I'll just... If I just slow myself well, down this, enough, yeah. yeah, honestly, it's like if I can just slow myself down enough so that hitting that tree won't hurt, when I hit the tree, I will stop. <laughs> There's a child down there. If I time this just right. <laughs> well, I hope I'm related. He could either be he could either be a ramp <laughs> or he could be my stopper. <laughs> Yeah, this is actually funny, because that was the first thing I learned in snowboarding. And funny. I kind of wish it wasn't the first thing I learned, <laughs> like, like, stopping. Well, I, I kind of wish so. it wasn't, because, like, because cause to kind of, like, slow down or, like, stop on a snowboard, you, you kind of have to turn it sideways, yeah. so that, like, so I would, like, I think our, our instructor ta taught us that kind of first, because he wanted to make sure that we wouldn't get hurt. Yeah. But it ended up being that I would just, like, when I was starting out, I would just be going down the whole hill sideways. <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, Being the like, only thing you know how to do is stop. And that's the only thing you're going to do, right? Yeah. It's like, if I do this, I know I'm going to be going down slowly. <laughs> but I'm not going to hurt myself. <laughs> no, I didn't care. I was reckless as a kid. I just as, Oh, I was like, so as, not. Like, the only thing I would watch out for is, like, as long as I, like don't end up in the fucking hospital, like, I, I really don't care what happens to me. Like, I, I can take a couple hits, I can take a couple, like, I don't mind if I run into a couple things. Like, as long as I don't hospitalize myself, like, I, I'm okay. <laughs> I was the opposite of that as a kid. <laughs> yeah. I was the opposite. I, like, like, my, my buddy, <laughs> my buddy would be like, oh, let's, let's, uh, let's climb that tree. I'm like, are you kidding me? Oh, I'm gonna yeah. climb that tree. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get splinters, man. <laughs> I'm gonna get my pants dirty. Oh no! When I was like 13, um, uh, me and a couple of my friends used to go roof running. Like, <laughs> like right downtown where I'm from, and yeah, no, we were like literally jumping rooftop to rooftop of like local businesses and stuff like that, just thinking we're the, like the fucking shit, thinking we're like fucking ninjas and shit like that, until we tried to do it in a residential neighborhood. And oh man! That's when we got a lot of pissed off people. Like we pissed off, like <laughs> and screamed at a couple times. Well, because like honest to God, well like no, we're fucking a bunch of stupid kids, right? Like, yeah, fucking, you don't want some fucking pack of kids just climbing onto your roof of your home and then jumping over <laughs> the neighbor's roof and keep on going. Just seeing your shingles fly off, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like watching TV and just seeing. <laughs> See, you know what's funny? I, I think I'd actually be more willing to do stuff like that now than when I was a kid. Yeah? I think it's, I think it's just because my parents were so protective of me. They didn't want me to do anything like roof running. Yeah. <laughs> well, don't, don't, I never told my parents I was doing it. I just told them, hey, I'm hanging out with so-and-so. And they go, okay, be home by this time. And I went, okay. And then when I got home, they're like, so what you do? I'm like, oh, we just hung out. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah we, should, uh, yeah, we, 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 we just hung out. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's it. Like, it's not that, like, my parents were like, yeah, Fred, go roof running. Free range parenting. Woo. No, no, yeah, but no, like, see, that's the thing is that, like, because of where I grew up, yeah. like, I was not in, like, a kind of area where, like, I could go just, like, run over to my friend's house and, and, and do that because right. of, like, my area was pretty remote. Okay. Um, there were only, like, a few houses near me. And then just, like, miles of, like, farm road until you hit, like, more people. Like a more metropolitan kind of area. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, where I'm at now, if I grew up, like, where I am now, I can see myself doing that a lot more because now we're actually in, like, a suburb. Yeah. Where, like, there's lots of different houses. Suburb kids are, like, fucking crazy, though. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. Dude, I think if I grew up grew up in this area, I think I would have been a little crazy. Because, yeah. like, like, dude, Beaverton especially, like, or towns like it are so free-range. Like, yeah. it's like a 15-minute walk to get into town and just do whatever. Yeah. And if you have friends in the area, like, there's that too. Like, I'm, I'm right near train tracks as well. Oh, yeah. I don't think there's any trains where I'm from. There's no, we had like a lot of like train tracks, but like not that were ever used. Like they were like old train tracks that aren't used anymore. Oh, right. No, mine is very used. Every (laughs) once in a while during the day or night, you just hear. Absolutely. Where Jill and I live right now, there's train tracks right by us. And yeah, two, two, three times a day, we'll, we'll hear a train. Got used to it after a while, though. Yeah, it's, it's funny because like when my friends notice it because like i'll be i'll be like on playstation online with them and like they'll hear it and be like dude what is that noise like oh it's the train that's yeah if i have my windows open um uh, and i'm playing video games with my brother or something like that and the train goes by like he's like what the fuck is that man i'm like dude we've been over this it's a fucking train you know what it is Guys, stop. It's the train. <laughs> We've been over this. I'm sorry. I can't control the train. Oh. What I've been thinking about oh, yeah. doing is just, like, next time it happens, like, just, like, over chat, I'm just going to whip out my phone real quickly and just play the Thomas the Tank Engine theme song. <laughs> the bass-boosted <laughs> Thomas the Tank Engine theme. You know what it is now? You know what it is now? Get used to this sound. <laughs> Every time you ask. It's going to make the regular train be like a treat. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh. But yeah, no. Life, yeah, life has been interesting. Especially since I, like, moved away from Toronto. Because I, yeah. I went from small town to Toronto to, like, medium-ish town (laughs) so you just like you've just been through it all then oh yeah well yeah i spent the majority of my time in my hometown so like i'm definitely a lot more accustomed to like the small town kind of feeling whereas like toronto is just like every fucking day is like an adventure there's like literally in a place like (laughs) toronto is like you can like oh we're in the mood to do something like this yeah there's something in the area that we can do something like that dude that's the thing man like I mean, I do like the country, but there's, like, there's such a sense of possibility when you're in Toronto, when you're in the city. Yeah. Um, like, you can go around anywhere, and there's so much stuff to do. Oh, yeah, of course. Like, like, uh, Dundas Square. Like, I used to work back at Dundas Square, right? And, uh, there's what? There's a fucking shopping mall. There's a fucking second shopping mall. a, A movie theater bunch of restaurants a bunch of bars a bunch of whatever you name it and they're all fucking 30 to 40 second walks away from each other like where i'm from like you want to go to the movies cool should we go to the restaurant now yep that's a couple minute like that's like a a drive away now that we're done at the restaurant oh you want to go you want to go to a bar yeah sure okay well that's another drive away whereas like in toronto just like everything is just there i know it's so nice like I still act like a little kid sometimes when I go to Toronto. Like, and, and I think it's just because, again, of where I grew up. They're, they're, like, any if you want to go anywhere, 
whether it's Beaverton or Keswick, like if you want to go anywhere big, you're talking a, you know, you're talking a, a, a drive away. Yeah. To get to anything interesting, whereas in Toronto, it's all right next door. Oh yeah. It's like a simple bus right away, like, and <laughs> when I go out there with my girlfriend and stuff like that, she'll be like, "Oh, we like we can go here or here." I was like, "What?" Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, what is this magical place? Yeah, well, dude. Yeah. The first time I went to uh, to Von Mills, I think. Okay. I think it was Von Mills. I was I was freaking out. I was like, "What is the size of this mall?" Oh yeah, like moving from Timmins to Toronto. Like I didn't even touch the subway for like the first three months that I was living there. Yeah. Like I was super <laughs> scared, and then yeah, after a while, after like I made friends in college and stuff like that, and you know we started making plans to go places that wasn't in the immediate area where I lived. I'm like, I guess I'm going to have to fucking learn how to do this. <laughs> it's such a, I think that's the thing with like growing up in the country and then, you know, mm-hmm. being in that area for any length of time. Yeah. It's such a different world. Oh, I, I remember. And like, even like the, the small town mentality. Like, the fact that I'm, like, already accustomed to being in a small town and then going to a bigger city where, like, certain luxuries are more used to it. Like, I remember I used to confuse my roommates. Like, I would rather take a 30-minute walk to a place than try to figure out how to do the five-minute bus ride. And I was completely okay with just going for a 30-minute walk to get to a place. And it was, like, foreign to them. They're like, you're going to walk 30 minutes just to go do that? Like, yeah, it's just a 30-minute walk. that was my walk to school when I was a kid. Like, not not meaning yeah, to pull that card, but, like, yeah, I lived about a 20-ish, 25-ish minute walk from school, like, growing up, and mm-hmm. I was still considered living too close to the school to be allowed to, like, have a, to get on a bus. So, like, isn't that, that kind of, yeah. and that's a small town thing. Yeah, and it's it's so weird to think about how, like, these are literally, like, if we're talking driving, say from like Keswick to, um, Keswick to Toronto, like you could get there in like an hour, okay. maybe like maybe an hour and twenty. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet they're just completely two different worlds. Oh yeah. I mean, like I mean, we all know that two different Toronto two different will worlds. eventually expand to Keswick. Might take a few, yeah a few more fucking years, but. Toronto's been expanding. I mean, new market, rate. new market's gonna be well on its way to becoming part of the Toronto lifestyle for sure. Yeah. Um, and I mean, because I've been, I've been there recently. I was there yesterday actually, and like, it's already advanced a lot from like when I was a kid growing up there. Mm-hmm. Like, they've got a couple of plazas in there that are looking really nice now. Oh, that's cool. And, like, back in the day, man, it was just the Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, like, there's a Walmart, and then there's, like, the Timmy's, and, like... But, like, now they have these plazas where there's a bunch of stores in there. Okay, that, that must be and... awesome, dude. It just makes it easier, like... Just small towns like that, especially the one I'm from, probably from where you're from, like, they're, they're all facing the same issue people are moving away, you know? Yeah. Every graduating high school class graduates, and then, like, 90% of those kids fuck off. And and then yeah. it makes it hard to really expand the place you're living when not you're not really keeping a lot of the population there. So then they... they yeah, they, they I mean, that's the thing strides. with a town like that. Yeah. They they have to make those like strides. When... They have to put the plazas in. They have to upgrade because they they need to they need to keep people there. Absolutely. And that's the thing. Like with a town like that, like as a kid, kind of like all you like for for most kids, kind of all you, all you can think of is like, man, I can't wait to like get a job and move out and get out of this small town and yeah. just like, you know, have a life somewhere else. You know. Oh yeah. It's that kind of mentality that a lot of country kids grow up with, where it's like, there's so much more out there. Yeah. You know? Well, there's so much more. 
even like it doesn't even just stop at Toronto. Like people fucking move to the states, go to New York, go to California, go to fucking Europe. Like I- I'm sure it it's not just a Canadian thing with the small towns. I'm sure small towns everywhere have the same issues like around the world. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the reason why, like, towns, like, I mean, like, with Beaverton, like, a lo- like when you go into, like, the little town here, like, all of the buildings that are there have been there since early 1900s. Oh, yeah, for right? sure. And, like, all of the housing here is new. Like, this new subdivision I'm in, it's brand new, and it's expanding. But mm. you go into the town, like... All, like, it's all old buildings. The, the school looks like it's from maybe the 1800s. I don't know. <laughs> um, but, like, there's a charm to that. Like, it's... Oh, yeah. I kind of like... I like the feel of it, because it feels very home-ish, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, because I grew up in it, when I see that kind of stuff, it makes me feel nostalgic, but I still don't have, like, a want. Yeah, it's, to, it's like, nostalgic. No, like somewhere I'd love to go every summer. I'd love to go here. And I didn't get to go this year because of the pandemic, but mm. I love going to Coburg every year. I'm um, and it, and it has like kind of the same vibe, you know, it has like a lot of old buildings and has like old, uh, timey feel to it. But it, the place that we stay is a little motel. It's right by the beach. There's a water park nearby. Oh, nice. You can, it's a great place, like, people are always walking their dogs down there, and it's just a very nice feeling. Mm-hmm. Like, I wouldn't want to live there, but, like, I could stay a summer there, or, like, like even have, like, a summer home there, yeah. you know? It's kind of just, like, a nice little, okay, this is my nice little look, nook and cranny where, like, <laughs> the outside world doesn't really affect it, you know? Yeah. Like, those towns always feel like they're kind of in a little time bubble. Yeah, well, for sure, and it's very, again, it's very difficult to break out of that time bubble up until the point where you're starting to see, like, again, like, I know that Timmins is starting to make strides to try and keep the youth there, but for the longest time, like, it didn't happen in my generation. It was probably the graduating class the year after, or perhaps even the year after that, where they actually started addressing the issue that people are leaving, (laughs) we can't get, we can't, like people aren't staying here unless they're working in the fucking mine because it's, it's <laughs> yeah. a mining town right like the majority of the yeah. people there are there to to work in the mine because that is really good money that is well it's a very dangerous job but it's it's a very providing job and that that that's the luxury that's the that's what draws people to it it's like yeah i gotta live in right. timmins but i'm gonna live very comfortably in timmins yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It'll be interesting to see, like, years from now where these towns are. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, as the years go on, I think Keswick definitely is going to become a lot more like Newmarket. It's already starting to a little bit. I think they'll eventually um, become part of the GTA. Yeah. Again, maybe not yeah. in necessarily in our lifetime, but I think eventually the way Toronto's expanding. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I think Keswick will will definitely it'll, it'll Keswick will definitely do it before Beaverton ever will. Oh yeah. Um. Cause I'm, but I mean, I guess part part of that is is because it's closer. You know, the closer that you know these towns and stuff are to toronto the quicker they're gonna become like it i think oh yeah like once you know whatever it is like an easier bus route system or a closer subway station or another like a business affiliated with toronto opens up like it's just it's just gonna start pull like 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 a fucking black hole it's gonna start just drawing it into toronto right yeah 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 what would be really nice, like, I don't I don't need to see Beaverton grow in my lifetime, but it would be nice for now if uh, the highway could expand down here so, like, I could just zip up to and be into, like, Keswick or, or Newmarket within, like, 15 minutes. Yeah. That would be blessed. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. But again, maybe not in my lifetime. I don't know. <laughs> 
I mean, who knows? Maybe a petition will start. Maybe, again, all it would take, too, is just, like, the right business to open up to justify connecting them, right? Yeah. There's not a lot of big stuff here yet to really pull people in. Like, we got, you know, your basics. We, we're we not small enough to not have a Mc... So we, we do have that. <laughs> but actually a, oh, we're a huge thing that's part of this town. Oh, let me oh. see if I can move. <laughs> Anyways, you were saying uh, McDonald's? Yeah, I mean, like, we're not small enough yet to uh, not have McDonald's. Mm-hmm. So we do have, but one big, I think, could be a huge pull to this town is we actually, in here, we actually have the oldest standing theater in oh. in Beaverton. Okay, that... And it's literally... Like, if someone does, like, the the right things with it, that could definitely pull a lot of people in and definitely centralize it a lot more. Well, yeah, man. I mean, it's, it's a huge part of history. Like, and it's, it's, it's standing to this day, but, like, it's not being used. I was about to ask if it's, if it's functional. Is it getting kind no. of decrepit, or is it just being maintained but not used? I think it's more just being maintained and, and not used. Oh, for sure. Then. But that, that I think be it would really be a fun thing. That would be a fun little project to work on. Yeah, because, like, it would be a shame for something like that to, you know, kind of go to waste. Oh, absolutely. Not even just, like, for the theater industry, just in general for historical reasons. Like, if anything, maybe turn it into a museum, like a the Canadian Theater fucking museum of some kind. Yeah, man. Like, that would be so cool. I think theater dates back as far as the late eight, like, like, like movie theaters. Oh, yeah. Date back as late to, like, I think... Eight, eighteen, like late eighteen hundreds, maybe. That I, I wouldn't, I would not fucking know. I, I, I think like know. the like the first theaters were starting to open up early, like like in the like the late eighteen hundreds, close to like the beginning of of the nineteen hundreds. Yeah, because I know by like the um, early nineteen hundreds, like the th- like movie theaters are there because I know that in regards to like World War Two, like movie theaters were used a lot to pump out propaganda. Right. So yeah, I know at least by that point there were movie theaters. I don't know at what point, how long they had been around by then. Yeah, yeah. But dude, <laughs> did you did you hear the story about like one of the first movies ever shown in the theater? No. It was uh, it was this movie, and it was about like this train. Okay. And there was a shot, and this was like the first movie, like moving picture, these people had ever seen. Yeah. Right. So this was like this huge phenomenon. So they go to this theater. They're watching the movie. The train starts moving towards the camera. <laughs> like they have this shot where the train is moving towards the camera. The whole theater runs screaming <laughs> out of there because they thought the train was gonna hit them. Oh yeah, it's so fucking foreign. Like when uh, when the first ever automobile came out, everybody was getting motion sick. Everyone was throwing up, going five miles an hour. Like. <laughs> It's it's just a new thing, right? Like that people have to get used to it. It's it's fucking hilarious now by today's standards, but it was probably very right. understandable then. Yeah, <sighs> and it it just it, it that kind of makes you think what what new things are gonna come out that are are just going to just mess with our heads. I know I'm so excited in one way or another. Like I I can't wait until I'm in like I want to say maybe late forties to mid fifties and just some. Something I can't even think of right now just comes out. Just some piece of technology, some new kind of medium comes out, and it, it just fucking blows my mind away because it's something that even that I can't even think of. Right. Like, we don't really have the capacity to imagine what that could be. Yeah. I think something that is really going to mess with people is when VR really starts to become yeah. a huge thing. But like, again, that's not when VR is in its prime. Yeah, but again, that's not something that would surprise you know you and I because you know we're around during the inception of VR. I'm talking about what's going to be brand new, never thought of before, just beginning to be developed. No one's ever done it, and we're yeah, just, and we're just these old guys just <laughs> being blown away. Dude, and that's the thing. That's the thing. Like you want to think of what that could be, but you 
like you literally can literally because can. it hasn't been thought of yet it, yeah it's going to be invented by some fucking kid who hasn't even been born yet how far do you think vr is going to <sighs> advance before our, before like we're like old old men so like where do you think vr will be by the time like before we die yeah for those of, for those of you listening who don't know the acronym if you're little dumb boys, it stands for virtual reality. Yeah. I think I think they're going to try and incorporate some more ways to involve more of the body cuz like right now with VR, if you have like a really 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 expensive setup, you can like maybe have it attached to your legs where you can actually like physically walk around in VR. Yeah. I, th- I think First and foremost, they're probably going to try to find a way to involve all five of the senses. And then I think... I, I, heard, I don't know if you heard about this. I heard that uh, somebody has developed a device, and you hook it onto, like, your headset, your VR headset, and it okay. it hooks around the headset, and, it, and it's near your nose. Oh, no. And it's this kind of, it's this kind of um, device where... It's able to trick your brain into thinking that smells are temperatures. Oh, really? Yeah, so like it'll release a scent into your nose, and whatever it is will either make you feel really hot or really cold. Oh my god. Yeah, so like, like, it's like shit the like weirdest that. thing. I think the first thing they're going to try and get out of the way is involve all five senses. So, like, probably, you know, they already got the audio and visual down pat. If they're already starting yeah. with like temperature. Probably like taste, touch, um, uh, I don't know. And then, you know, I think touch is gonna be huge. Yeah, I think like I, I, I believe the next, the the big thing, what I envision in my mind is people wearing these kind of full body suits. Yeah, kind of like, kind of like in uh, something that you'd see in like Ready Player One, yeah. or like even in in like even like a type of mocap suit. Yeah. And then, I don't know, I think after they probably get the five senses out of the way, I think then we're going to really start diving into some, like, science fiction territory where, like, oh, now here's VR that, like, uh, you know, we just tap it into your brain and, uh, you know, you don't have to move around and risk your surroundings. You'll just kind of be asleep and it, you basically were, were going to make a device that just gives you the ability to turn on and off lucid dreaming. Dude. People are going to have chips in their brains in the future. <laughs> like, like, dude, I, I, I bet by the time we're old, we're, we're old men, people are going to, like, everybody's going to be walking around with some sort of chip. I don't know. Like, a part of me wants to agree with that. Another part of me thinks it's a little ridiculous. Like, I wouldn't, it's I don't one of those know. things, like, I wouldn't be surprised if it happens, but I'm also not expecting it to happen. Yeah, I can get behind that. Like, it's, it's. I mean, I don't think it's something that I want. Like, I know, uh, I do know that there already is a technology out there where you can have, like, a chip put in your hand, and it acts as your debit card. Like, I know that that's already dude, becoming a thing. What a... Like, I can't imagine thinking to myself, man, just using my card or my phone, that's <laughs> way too much effort. I just want to that's tap way too the debit machine. I just want to, like, high-five just... the debit machine and groceries are paid for <laughs> that feels like such a useless <laughs> like form of technology that requires surgery and probably well, it, a lot it, of money it's i think it's pretty expensive but it's not like an extent it's like literally just like getting a vaccine shot like they just put a needle in your arm like pull down and then it's there it's in your hand boom it's like it's like i'm pretty sure it's like this like the size of a grain of rice that's insane yeah that kind of stuff blows my mind. I actually, I actually saw this through a meme, funny enough. But oh, no. I saw like the world's smallest computer okay. is like, like one tenth of the size of like a grain of rice. Yeah, I think I've seen a picture like that too. It's like literally like a tiny fucking square with like two wires attached to it, and it's a functioning yeah. fucking computer. Yeah. Oh. So wild, man. As great as this conversation like, is going, I think we need to take a small break right now. 
Okay. Alrighty, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll definitely just hop right back onto the subject. Honestly, I'm I'm having a lot of fun with this. Um, uh, Me too. But yeah, let's uh let, let's just go through the ads. This episode is sponsored by Brotherhood MFG. Brotherhood MFG is a clothing brand centered around car culture with a fresh style. They've even given me a special discount code to give to you guys. So if you go to teespring.com slash stores slash Brotherhood MFG and use discount code PASTTIME in all caps, you'll get a 13% discount off the entire store. Also, before we get into this episode, I want to take a second to shout out King Tamakos. He's a new Twitch streamer and personal friend to me. So if you guys could go check him out and show him some support. That'd be great. Uh, you'll also see myself streaming with him on his Friday streams from uh, 7 to 10 o'clock every Friday. So if you're interested in video games, both really old and current ones, please go check him out on Twitch at King Tamakos. That's K-I-N-G-T-A-M-A-K-O-S. Link will be in the description below. Thank you very much. All right, and we're back. So yeah. Uh, we're back. Vi- <laughs> we're back. It's like we never left. It's like we never, we could have taken, you know, th- these, uh, we could have taken a two-day break for all people. No, that's my favorite thing about, like, doing a little pause for the ad break in the middle is, like, I can literally yeah. stop recording and we can take however long we need to to, like, recuperate and stuff like that. And... Yeah, you don't know. You don't know what we're doing. We're we're not on the clock here. <laughs> oh, there's been times where, like, I recorded the first half of a podcast and then, like, went out for dinner and then, like, came back <laughs> and, and finished it. <laughs> don't tell them the secrets. <laughs> Yeah. You're ruining the illusion. <laughs> oh, but yeah, man, VR, it's such an interesting topic. I'm, I'm very excited to see where it goes for video games, honestly. Dude, <clears throat> I was talking to my friends about this. Okay. Uh, like, video games right now, like, I'd say the biggest form of entertainment still, I'd say, well, at least the most popular form of entertainment, I'd say, is probably movies. Like, those are the things that are advertised more than I'd say video games are. Oh, for sure. In in mainstream media. Yeah. Um, but I think definitely going forward, games are inevitably, I think, going to become the main big oh, yeah. source of entertainment. Well, they, they've already kind of come out, at least on Netflix, they have like a handful of them. Like, the interactive fucking movies that feel like you're playing a video game. And... Dude. Those are just... Those are... Those are my favorite. I love anything where my choice affects the outcome of something. Oh yeah, that that is my favorite type of video game. Period. With like, dude, uh, Telltale was amazing. Yup. I, I, it's fucking horrible that they they. I guess canceled. I don't know. Like they they had to shut their doors. Mhm. But yeah, Telltale was yeah, amazing. Yeah. Although I have heard. I have heard rumblings that uh, Telltale Batman is coming out with a third season. Oh, that's so maybe amazing. Up that's that. amazing. I really enjoyed the first two Telltale Batman. They were so fun. Oh, yeah. The second one was a lot more fun, in my opinion, but still. <laughs> well, it's it's such a cool concept, because when you do something like that, especially with a character that's so famous that people know, mm-hmm. like, you're... You're put in those shoes, and your choices affect the outcome of these scenarios, right? Yeah. So, like, let's say, like, in the first season of The Batman Telltale, you had Harvey Dent. For those of you listening who don't know who that is, that's the villain Two-Face. Two-Face. Who's a lawyer. Um, but, but also like, you a can bad have a, guy. <laughs> also a bad guy. <laughs> but you could literally go through that game and... He could like, and he never fully becomes two faced. Exactly. Like his face never gets burnt. Yeah. That's so cool. That's so interesting to me because it makes you feel. It it makes me feel so much more immersed. Oh, same too. And right. In the, sec- in the second season, where you essentially get to like figure out or not figure out, but like uh, create the Joker. <clears throat> yeah. Because what does he have? Depending two... on your interactions with him. Yeah. Does he have two or three different paths that he goes down? From what I know of, it's two, and the one is him him basically just becoming the villain we all know, and then the other, the other one is... Vigilante. Yeah. <clears throat> Which is such a wild concept, uh, like the Joker becoming a vigilante rather than oh, just yeah. the but villain we just, all like, know. If they can introduce, you know, something like that, where, like, you know, a choose-your-own-adventure style, but, like, really incorporate it well into a movie, I mean... One, I think it'd be really, really entertaining, but you would never be able to play that in, in an actual movie theater because of the crowd. Mm-hmm. But... 
Well, yeah, that's just another reason why I think eventually theaters are going to kind of die out. Yeah, you think so? Maybe not in our lifetime. Okay. Maybe not. But, like, I think once VR and gaming really start to become household. very immersive. Yeah. But not even just immersive, just, like, household things. Like, you know, like, for the most part, like, every kid grew up with some kind of console in their home, with some some kind of TV... Some some kind of like, you know, like once things become like house like household staples, you know, cause, you know there was a point where like not everybody owned a radio, and then it turned into not everybody owned a TV, and then it turned into not everybody owned a telephone, and then you know, and then video games, and then the internet, and then once once those things start becoming more of a staple within the home, then yeah. I, then I think it would start making things outside of the home obsolete. Like, we're already at the point where, like, if we really wanted to, theaters could shut down forever. Yeah. Um, Between like, online I think the, stuff the... And, and, and Netflix and Hulu and Disney Plus and... Yeah, um, like and you can buy any streaming services. Yeah. We're talking between the streaming services and just being able to just buy and download a movie right onto your laptop or your TV or whatever. Yeah. Or your phone. The the main reason I think people still go to movie theaters is because of the experience of oh, yeah. you know it's it's an outing like yeah. it's what it is. You're not gonna get to watch a movie on a screen the size of your house at home, like yeah, with that exactly. kind of with that kind of like sound quality and you know. Yeah, but I think you know, I can I can see it going that way. I don't know if it will in our lifetime but i can definitely see because like when you think of like what we will eventually be able to do like stories are only going to get more and more immersive and more in depth especially when you know in video games where we're playing the character and we're actually in the world in the virtual world yeah. whether it be through you know a headset or through a chip or whatever that doubled with you know, the possibility of choose-your-own-adventure storytelling. Yeah. Where what your choices drastically affect the outcome of the story to the point where, like, you you could go watch a movie or play a game and your friend could watch the same thing and you guys can get a p completely different story. Oh, yeah. Well, there, there's already video games like that. It's just yeah. incorporating it in with the VR and, with, you know, with the, the technology needs to catch up with with that kind of ambition. But it's definitely going to happen at some point. Like, I, that, I oh, yeah. that I don't deny. Like, I know at eventually that will be a thing. I, I don't, it's, we're already so close to that point already. I don't see it not happening. Like, I see, there's a, there's a, I mean, I'm sure you know this, but just for reference. Like, there is a video game made by Nintendo that came out, um in like the mid 90s maybe early 90s even okay called the nintendo 64 oh and that was revolutionary in the sense of like we were starting to see three-dimensional games right they're not they weren't just like 2d little pixely guys <laughs> running across the screen yeah like it was a full three-dimensional world that you're running around in and that's where I think we are in terms of VR. I think VR is kind of in the N64 era yeah. of itself, where like we're just starting to see what we can do. Like now in VR, we're able to move around pretty pretty well. We're able to pick things up. We're able to interact. Oh, yeah. We're even able to like feel temperature now. Yeah, and then they're coming out with like really immersive like controllers too, where you can like. Um, uh, control each individual finger of both your hands. Yeah, you can flip someone off in a video game now. Oh yeah, I, I've seen. I've watched. You know, there, there's this YouTuber that I've been watching, and like his entire YouTube channel is just him fucking around on VR, and <laughs> it's hilarious. He's playing Skyrim in VR, and like, yeah, he's just. It looks like a completely different game. It made me want to play Skyrim again, but it. I know. It's just. I feel like it, it's a type. It, it makes it almost a completely different game. It really does, like, because it, it adds that extra level of immersiveness. Oh, like, yeah. I watch a lot of VR YouTubers as well because 
it looks so interesting to just be able to put on a headset and just be able to move your body around, look look all the way around and see that there's a whole world mapped out oh, in yeah. there. You're like in another dimension. It's crazy. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, and I think, you know, right now we're still not at the point where it's it's in like every house. No, not at all. Not at all. It won't be that way for probably another couple of years because what they have to do is they have to perfect the technology so that they can make the technology itself cheaper like right now vr gaming is, is kind of like a luxury kind of gaming right like it's, it's yeah pre it's pretty expensive I, I might be completely wrong here but i'm pretty sure at least for like the ps3 for like a vr setup it's like three four hundred dollars um uh it, yeah yeah if you want to get if you want to get a, a, a playstation 4 vr setup It'll cost the same as your PlayStation 4. So that's what I mean. So like between the PlayStation and so like the PlayStation plus the VR set, you're looking at five six hundred dollars there, and then you want to play a seventy dollar game on top of that. Like that's just not feasible for a lot of people. And yeah, I think what they you're, need to do you're... is, yeah, once they perfect the technology, they they can afford to make the technology itself cheaper, and then therefore it'll become more available. Absolutely, yeah. Because right now you're looking at over a thousand dollars just for your setup. Just so you right? can play Skyrim again. When so you can, can play Skyrim, but now you can flip off the enemies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But like, oh, I don't know, man. VR is so cool. VR is so cool. <laughs> it really is. I don't have it, but I'm uh, actually the same brother who I catapulted off his skateboard. He actually has a VR set, and like he he let me dick around on it for a little bit, and not not gonna lie, like. I didn't want to put it down. Like, yeah. <laughs> I I don't have it either, but um, I've I've used it a couple times. I, uh, there's actually a, a place in Lindsay at the mall where they have, like, this uh, virtual reality hub where you can go in and, and put on a headset and, and dick around. Nice. And I did that for about an hour, and, like, <laughs> fighting zombies and, and <laughs> fighting zombies and stuff. <laughs> It says we, 15 minutes who on the is side. this kid? <laughs> it's supposed to be 15 minutes. He keeps, he keeps kicking people when they try to get over there. <laughs> ah, zombie. Just... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> zombie! He's too immersed. Same... He's broken four of our controllers. <laughs> At the same time, though, like it's going to have negative ramifications. Like There's already people today that, you know escape reality through video games now just imagine when they can actually escape reality by entering fully oh another dude reality. that's the thing that's the thing dude like that's a terrifying notion yeah because like you know real life can kind of suck Sucks. Yeah. right <laughs> and and being able to just go into a world where you can do anything be anybody like yeah and and once that's perfected that's gonna be We're going to see a lot of people in this world just wasting their lives away. It's going to be really intoxicating for a lot of people, myself included. Like, I'm not, I'm not excluding myself from that group. Like, oh, dude, dude, like, somebody's going to have to save me, I think. Because, <laughs> like, dude, once that's perfected, I'm, here's what I'm hopeful for. I'm hopeful that it's somewhat perfected by the time I'm an old man yeah. so that it doesn't matter. Like, I'm, I'm old anyways. <laughs> like, I'm old, like, there's nothing I can really do, like, I'm sitting at my house for most of the day, my <laughs> biggest excitement is going out and going, get, going to get groceries and stuff like that, I'll just live in the virtual world. Yeah. They, they're coming out with, a, with an Iron Man virtual reality game, eh? It's been in the works for a while. I remember seeing, yeah. I, I remember seeing ads for it, like, a year ago. Like, it's supposed to be, like, I know. it's supposed to be, like, Iron Man for, like, Age of Ultron, like, like, that's how long it's been in the makes. I'm pretty sure it follows... And I'm actually... Don't quote me on this. I'm pretty sure it's actually supposed to be canon in the Marvel Universe, but it's supposed to take place during the Age of Ultron arc from the movies, and it's actually supposed to, like... Oh, really? Yeah, be canon. I might be wrong about that. I'm not entirely sure. That would be wild. But, I mean, I think it's very smart to start off with something like Iron Man, because Iron Man lends itself so well to VR. Oh, yeah, because he's basically... You know, he sees everything through a VR set almost. Yeah. I mean, in, in Iron Man 3, he was already using, like, VR to control his suit. Yeah. And he wasn't even in his suit. Yeah. Oh. 
Um, but yeah, like that's the thing that's really gonna get me is when I can start uh, being a superhero in VR. <laughs> I'm not gonna want to leave, dude. I I already okay. I like I, th- I think you know, and, and most people who know me know that I love Spider-Man. Oh yeah. I love Spider-Man. Like the the Spider-Man PS4 game that came out. It's perfection. And like, so oh my gosh, dude, yeah. such a good game. I waited my time, got the deluxe version on sale, and then just played through the entire game and all the DLCs in like the span of a week. And like, dude, I've played through that game I think five times. Oh wow, I've played Six through times, it maybe. twice. I played through it twice. <laughs> I'm I have a problem, but like <laughs> I already. I already enjoyed that game so much just on console. No VR set, just a controller in my hand. Yeah. Imagine when VR Spider-Man comes out. Oh, yeah. Done right, Like, I'm going to need... <laughs> I I don't know. I, I, I'm almost scared to get it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost scared to get it because I don't know. I don't think I could trust myself. <laughs> oh, just going to have to it's put spooky, my life man. on hold. <laughs> Someone's gonna have to feed me while I'm in, uh, while I'm just in the matrix. I mean, I've already done things like that for games that aren't VR. Like uh, I've mentioned this video game a couple times on the podcast, but Kingdom Hearts Three, it's huge to me. It like I pre-ordered the game and I took time off work to play the game when it came out. Like, I actually booked time off. I, I pre-ordered the game. The game comes out on this day. I booked three days off work, two weeks in advance, so I could just play the shit out of this game. And <laughs> it's a console game. Like, I, I remember... I, I Dude, I love Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, like, I messaged our group chat. It's such an interesting chat. world. Yeah. Like, I remember messaging our group chat, like, don't talk to me, please. I'll, I'll be busy. <laughs> <laughs> don't talk to me. Yeah, I actually, um, a while back, uh, I bought, like, the full collection oh, good luck. of all the Kingdom Hearts games, <laughs> and it was up for, like, a hundred bucks or something like that, and yeah. I just got them all. I mean, a hundred bucks um, for eight games. For eight incredible games. For eight games. Like, that was a steal, yeah. yeah. Um, but, I mean, I, I haven't played... I've I've only played the first one I, yet because I've been so distracted by other games. Yeah. But I'm so interested in the world of oh, Kingdom yeah. Hearts. It's it, so interesting. It gets crazy. Honestly, the only thing, the only issue with Kingdom Hearts is it's very difficult to get into Kingdom Hearts because of how many games there are and how complicated the yeah. storyline is, and they involve time travel and like. This game it's very daunting. Yeah, like this game there's 8 games plus a movie plus a mobile game. Everything is canon. Like there, there was a Kingdom Hearts movie? Yeah, actually if you got the package it should be in it. It's uh it's like right now. Yeah. But no, I'm there's a what? Kingdom there's a It's like a it's like a short film. It's like maybe 30 minutes long. But, uh... Is it animated? Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, it's, uh... That, that's the thing. It's just Kingdom Hearts doesn't retcon anything. Ever. They, they just keep pumping out content. They keep pumping out prequels. They keep pumping out fucking... It, like, 100 years ago this happened. Video games. And it's all canon. And I... If you're going to play through the games, just make sure you play Kingdom Hearts 3 last because you won't understand anything because <laughs> no no i'm saving i'm saving kingdom hearts 3 for the very last like don't just play kingdom hearts 1 2 and then 3 play all of the games except 3 and then 3 or else the, there will be chunks that go over your head no yeah i'm just going to play it sequentially like in in order of when they came out even that's not good enough because a bunch of prequels came out afterwards like kingdom hearts 1 came oh, out oh no yeah so Kingdom Hearts 1 came out, and then the Kingdom Hearts 2 prequel came out, and then Kingdom Hearts 2 came out, 
and then the Kingdom Hearts 1 prequel came out, and then another game that also takes place in between 1 and 2 came out, and then two more games that take place in between 2 and 3 came out, then the movie, then a fucking mobile game, and oh no <laughs> the mobile game dude why is the mobile game prequel like what i mean canon why is that canon because it is canon and it and fucking the mobile game is brought up in kingdom hearts 3 and it's just oh wow yeah <laughs> oh wow yeah like i other, other than the the first one that i played on my playstation i i i got one um on my 3ds remember the, the and that 3DS. was another difficult thing because before this remastered thing came out on the Xbox and the PlayStation, the major- n- there was no one console that had all the games. All of the main title ones, so Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2, was only on PlayStation. Then a bunch of the prequels were only available on the 3DS. And then the movie, at one point, was only available online in Japanese. And then at the same time, the mobile game was only available online in Japanese. And then they eventually turned the mobile game to be able to be on smartphones and stuff like that. They translated it to English, and then for the remaster, they translated the movie to English, and then they... Oh my gosh. So, like, it was super difficult to follow the storyline until Square Enix, like, actually put it all in one package where you can play all the games on one console. Because at one point, like, you'd have to own, like, two or three separate consoles and be fluent in Japanese to actually have the whole story. Man, it must have been hard to be a Kingdom Hearts fan. It was, which is why when I did play 3 with all of this knowledge, it was so rewarding and I cried on three separate occasions playing Kingdom Hearts 3. It is so it, <laughs> oh my, like it's the mo- it's the best and the worst thing about Kingdom Hearts 3. It is only rewarding for Kingdom Hearts fans. Honest to god. Like you need mm. to, you need to be a Kingdom Hearts fan who has played through all of their shit to fully appreciate kingdom hearts 3 otherwise there are chunks because every like kingdom hearts 3 is the eighth game to come out and at some point or another throughout that game it does make references to every single other kingdom hearts game that was a tangent i'm so sorry (laughs) dude no dude uh, go off man like it's it's so that is so bizarre to me that Kingdom Hearts 3 is the eighth game <laughs> in the series. Like, here's what, like, mm, like, I get doing prequels. Yeah. Like, I get doing prequels. Prequels are cool. I loved Monsters University. I get it. <laughs> um, but, like, each game has... Can this... we please just try? <laughs> can we please try to just be like, this is Kingdom Hearts 1. This is Kingdom Hearts 2. This is the prequel. Okay, this is Kingdom Hearts 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. Like, <laughs> yeah. can we do that just for, like, the fans' sake? It's just because I think it's like they just have it down to, like, a formula. So, essentially, the mobile game, there's the mobile game and a prequel that takes place before Kingdom Hearts 1. And then there's two games that take place at the same time, but still before number 2. And then there's two games that take place at the same time, but before number 3. And then there's three. That's oh it. well. <laughs> um, our lovely listeners, Kingdom Hearts. If you don't know, okay. I don't know. I feel like I, I need to explain <laughs> everything. <laughs> I've I've mentioned this game so many times on the podcast. I'm I'm not. Oh okay, not you familiar. got it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've, okay. I've I was on. gonna go like. This game is, it has Disney characters in it, but it's, it's really game. weird. It's a beautiful marriage between Square Enix and Disney, because at the time they shared the building, and one of the animators for Square Enix bumped into one of the head people for Disney on an elevator, pitched him the idea just out of a joke, and then the guy was like, yeah, let's do it. Dude, it's such a cool, th- like... It's such a cool thing, because it's like, oh, we have this Final Fantasy-esque, like, these Final Fantasy-esque characters in the world, yeah. but we also got Mickey Mouse running around. Hold on, Who's, hold like, on, the king on. of... There's my train. Ooh. <laughs> Sorry. Go on. 
Oh, but yeah, that's that's how that's how Kingdom Hearts was was fucking born. It's just Disney and Square Enix shared a building, and just one of the guys from Square Enix bumped into one of the head guys of Disney on the elevator, pitched him the idea, and he just went, "Yeah, that sounds cool. Let's let's do it." And that's awesome. It was yeah, and that that's how it happened. And speaking of the company Square Enix, the Avengers game, <laughs> I'm I might sit out on that one for a little. I what it they the the marketing on that game was not good. No, it looks like um, a PS, not... it looks like a PS2 game with just PlayStation 4 graphics. Now, see, I I would have agreed with you on that when they were first showing it. Yeah. But they had this thing called the the, the Avengers War Table come out like a couple days ago. Okay. Like I think this past month like at the end of this past month, uh, that showed like a lot of gameplay. And they basically, it was like, it was kind of like them being like, hey, sorry we didn't give you any info. And we also showed you beta footage. Here's everything. Mm. Okay, I'm like, I'll have to take a look at that then. So yeah, I'd say take a look at it because it actually, like, I was, I was, like, I was worried for the game too. I wanted it to be really good, but I was worried. And then I saw that and I was like, yeah, I'm pre-ordering now. <laughs> okay, okay, I see you. I see you. <laughs> well, you know but what? then again, you know, it, it's a game. So, I mean, there's obviously always going to be people who are like, ah, oh, yeah. I don't like it. Oh, yeah. But uh, you know what? No, I, that is our time. Um, uh, that's all the time we have for today? That's all the time we have for today. <laughs> oh, well, gosh, okay. Where, uh, where, can, uh, where can the people find you, man? People want to hear more well. of you. <laughs> well, if you want, you can find me on Instagram. My username is Noah Gibbs. That's just Noah and then Gibbs with a Z. You can find me there. I also do uh, cartoon impressions, and I made an account for that. And oh, if you yes, want to see that, that's uh, Gibney Graham. That's my last name, Gibney, G-I-B-N-E-Y, Graham. And you can see... I do lots of cartoon voices like Bugs Bunny and Mickey Mouse and all that kind of fun stuff. Which we failed to bring up during this entire episode, unfortunately. But trust me, he's a talented guy. <laughs> it, you, it typically comes up in conversation. Um, <laughs> well, maybe, maybe, next, maybe next time I'm on, I'll do some voices. Yeah, usually it comes up so organically. I just I don't get it. Yeah, I just, I just scream at somebody in a SpongeBob voice. And they're like, what? <laughs> all right, well... Thank you, uh, thank you, Noah, for being on the show, and thank you, everybody, for listening. And uh, thank you for having me. Until next time, bye bye.